Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Graphic Word Podcast, here to connect nerd culture to faith and leveling up our lives as we go about it. Thanks for tuning in, and here's what we have in store for you today. So we're diving into Psalm 46. Um, So if you want to check it out online, I'll throw it up here on our scripture dive. Psalm 46, and I'm using the New Living Translation. That's one that I just generally like to use and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually start off a little differently. I'm gonna start off with prayer. That cool? You good with that? Awkward silence. Cool. <laughs> God, right now I just pray that um, as we are diving into to your word. Um, whether that's digitally or physically or or just sitting and listening, that God um, talks about how your word does not return null and void, and that sounds really complicated, but it, like when it's going out there, it it's going out for your purposes, God. And and so, God, I, I firmly believe that when we read Scripture, when we are, are looking at it with honest eyes, with honest hearts open, that you do speak to us, that you are here, that you are not just simply just sitting out there doing your own thing. No, you're 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 here in it, and you're hearing your word. So, God, I just pray that as we read through this, as we sit in Psalm forty-six, that something would be speaking to us, would be hitting us. Um, Yeah, that our heads, our hearts, and stuff like that would even get out of the way. Um, that we would be willing to just take this and honestly sit on it. And if it hurts us, or if it feels uncomfortable, let us wrestle with that. Let us wrestle that with you, God, uh, because that's something that then we need to work on. But let let's sit on this. Let's work on this. And so I ask this all in your name. Amen. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to do a, a quick read-through. And I just realized also that I didn't put the category. So that anyone who's, like, checking in and just be like, what is this all about? We're just chatting. <laughs> um, but I'm going to do a read-through. I want to point out something cool also that I've seen in talking with other people and doing this as a bible study um it's really cool and unique um and then what we can do we can take it bit by bit by bit in fact i'm going to bring out my bible because my bible has more notes than what you're going to see online here so uh sorry that i'm sidelining i'm not sidelining though my bible's right here by the way i highly encourage you if you can get a bible you should get a physical bible because not because it's the only word that you should be reading. No, 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 no. Like, what I like about having a physical Bible is that you can actually highlight. And I, I'm a guy that in, highly encourages, mark up your Bibles. If you're not marking up your Bibles, you're not going to help remember some of the things and even bring back some memories on some things. Um, last night in our Bible study, me and Elijah were talking and uh, we were going through Proverbs. And 
I was amazed at some of the highlights I had in Proverbs. And sitting on it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that does hit differently now than when I read it, like, all, like, a while ago and stuff like that. And so it, it's just really cool. So my encouragement to you to add a little bit more flavor into maybe walking with Jesus or, like, trying to work out your faith with the Bible, do that because it helps. And I, I've got lots of colored pens that are in my bag too that I carry but this is one again Psalm 46 we're going to do a read through it and then we're going to sit on it we're, it sounds weird we're going to sit on it but some of these times sometimes you just need to sit on some scripture and you need to let it you need to read it and read it till it reads you uh, and that's also something called like Lectio Divina where you read something and then if there's a, a, a verse or a phrase that hits you, um, then maybe you need to sit on that a little bit more or figure out why is that a thing that matters to you? What is maybe God talking to you in light of the whole passage, but because of that phrase and stuff like that. So we're going to read Psalm 46. For the choir director, a song of descendants of Korah to be sung by soprano voices. That's kind of an interesting note. I, I don't know if I'm a soprano. And I'm not going to try and sing this because that would butcher this song. So sorry. <laughs> God is our refuge and strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come. And the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Okay. So, initially, the idea that you take on is that, like, holy snap, God is pretty hardcore boss hoss magoss with extra sauce. Just saying. Um, and you can you can totally quote that as a, as a catchphrase, boss hoss magoss with extra sauce. You can totally, you can yoink that. I should maybe make that into a sticker. Um, it's my kind of thing. I like it. Um, but like you read over it and we've heard phrases that are in, in this different points where some pastors or some dude with a megaphone that might just go, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Right. And, and you kind of go that is like, okay cool like you know all right yeah like like it, it doesn't 
lend itself to just go, yeah, man. Like, you need to understand the context. And I always, again, reading through Scripture, you need to read the whole chapter. You need to sit on what is the idea that's going on here. And especially get the whole idea of a book, too. Like, this is especially important when you're reading the New Testament and even, well, it's just all throughout the Bible that you need to be doing it. But, like, these poetic ones, you, you need to be sitting in with the chapter. Because these are all individual songs that are being written and thrown down. And some of them have very specific understanding that you should be following. Context is surprisingly enough uh, quite important. Right. 100% Solomon. Like, he... You need to be sitting in on it because otherwise it's very easy to take verses out of context and make them work for you, right? The big one is Jeremiah 29, 11, which is a beautiful verse on its own, right? Like, I have plans for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper, not to harm you. Everyone jumps on that as like, so that means God's going to give me everything. It's like, no, 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 no. You need to read that verse in context. It says God's going to take care of you, but it's in the middle of the suckiness of life. It's when they like Jerusalem is promised that they're going to be in exile. And if you read the 10 verses beforehand, it's all about, so while you're in Babylon, make homes, have kids, live life as if it were just a regular thing. Because this is what now your norm is going to be which to them would absolutely suck because that's not the promised land that God has given them through their ancestors and all that kind of stuff like that. And yet God's saying, no, no, I, there's stuff that's coming, but you got to sit in it. So deal with it. I'm not going to give you the mansion, but you're going to, you're going to be taken care of. I've got your back, but you got to sometimes sit through the crap. And so like, this is why, again, my biggest emphasis on any time and any time you hear me either on <laughs> either on the podcast or you see me on the stream, I will always say context is key. Context is everything. You need to sit on it or it's just not going to work for you. You're just going to take on a whole other level with God. And so when we're reading this, so like starts off with God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. It's already starting the premise, but there's a follow-up that happens. When David is writing this, he's writing this to give you a mindset of why on earth should I trust God on this? And David was a guy that would rep God, right? Like he was the best friend of God, but also there were some times where he's calling God and be like, what the heck, man? And those are some awesome passages that you should just be sitting on. Psalms is really the spot where you should sit on and like gauge wherever the emotion is that you're at read that psalm that matches and i guarantee you there's only one one chapter in psalms that just seems like an entire letdown but yet it still has a message of god in it still has a trusting and relying on god interesting point just just to throw it out there but psalms is really good that if you are just needing to process your thought and, and what's going on, that's where you need to sit on. So this is why we're sitting on it. But then the other one that everyone likes to sit on is be still and know that I am God. And that actually has a purpose to it. So we're, we're going to sit on that later. 
But, okay, picking it apart piece by piece. When I read the first verse, God is your refuge, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. To be honest, as a nerd, I have a picture of, like, Zack Snyder's Superman. Um, and specifically, the way I'm seeing it is um, Zack Snyder's Superman, uh, Superman versus Batman uh, movie. If you've watched it, I, I personally loved it. I enjoyed it. Um, when I look at this, I think of that scene where this family is flooded in the middle of nowhere on top of their houses while this massive flood is hitting them and like they're just what do we do and there's no one able to help them so what does the kid do the kid draws out the superman emblem and is fully trusting that well trusting and hoping that superman this impossibly amazingly powerful being might take a glance and might actually do something. And sometimes, thank you, Solomon. I, I think it's a really good scene. And I really think sometimes this is how we, we look at verse one. We say it and it's like us drawing out in chalk, the Superman emblem or the, the emblem that's going to get God's attention be like, God's our refuge and strength and ever present help in times of trouble. And, and he's almost saying it like a prayer. Like, Superman, please see this. Please, please notice us. Please help us and stuff like that. Because the reason why he does it is because the following two verses, right? Like, Superman, Superman's wicked awesome, wicked intense. I can get it. I can vibe on it. But verse 2 and 3 really help encourage this idea, right? So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. You're just like, dude, like, what the heck? If you notice, these things are like key constants in life, right? So one is earthquakes, because what's more, <laughs> what's more reliable than earth, right? Like, usually you can depend that, like, you're going to walk out on earth, like, on the grass on the dirt and that you're not going to just whoop fall through you're not just going to like crumble especially mountains right that's all solid rock like you'd think the bedrock of literally the bedrock of life it's not an issue but here it's going so we will not fear when earthquakes come so when the foundations of what's going on in your life is wrecking you when the mountains the very things that seem predominant crumble into the sea and the sea again in biblical terms is chaos it's usually the representative of chaos it's something that you can never really you can't rely on like sea voyages you can't really they didn't have any mapping of what weather patterns were looking like and stuff like that and how that would go you either made it across to something or you didn't and you kind of dared to even do things but here in verse 3, let the oceans roar and foam. So it's like almost like, yeah, let chaos push. Let it think it's Noah's doing. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. So let the foundation of your life kind of kind of feel like, oh, no, yeah, yeah. Like, let's, let's go. Because the assurance comes here in the next four verses. Verse 4 to 7. 
A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and the kingdoms crumble. Interesting how there's juxtaposition there. Just saying. So we go from like a literal physical sense to now let's understand this on a bigger on on, on a higher thinking scale like let, let's go from the actual tactile um concrete idea to extrapolate this past that um the nations are in chaos and the kingdoms are and their kingdoms crumble god's voice thunders oh and the earth melts the Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. So what you're supposed to be getting off of that, right? Like, so one, a river brings joy to the city of our God. When you're looking at rivers within the Bible, usually they are, they're peaceful control of water. So like the seas are chaos, but the rivers are defined. They often are suppliers of of this peace, uh, restoration, kind of stuff like that. So you're seeing that God has this peace, this controlled environment, this restorative environment, that where you see this destruction, chaos, all this. No, no, no. Where God is, there's restoration. There is fortitude. God dwells in the city and it cannot be destroyed. So all these other things that create this destruction and mangledness, God can go just, no, no, no. It's not happening. This is a safe spot. And the only reason why it's safe, because I am here. Um, his very presence is the thing that creates that sustainability. From the break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. So looking around, it's almost like there's this bubble around wherever God is. Yeah, everything else can go nuts. Like everything else is chaos compared to God. And... Everything else is non-sustainable compared to God. But it's God's voice that thunders and the earth melts. So God is the one that can also decide where that chaos goes. He's the one who creates either bedrock or or creates that tension in the air. You think like thunders, it's like judgment, but it's it's also like this, this tension that's going on that like, no, 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 no. This is how it's going to go. There's a governance that's going on and stuff like that. The next four verses, or five verses, I should say, um, there's a fancy word for this, okay? And, and so you're going to learn a little bit of Greek. Get ready for this. Um, Bible college knowledge. Wow, that was a ridiculous rhyme, but you're welcome. <laughs> um, it's called a chiasm. And the way that you can remember a chiasm is it's an X. And you might be like, well, Wilson, why not just call it the X-Men? I'll just call it the x-men sequence because it's going to mutate your brain to focus on what's most important oh yep we're gonna do it uh yep we're gonna that's how we're gonna go about it totally nerded that one out all the greek people who like all the all the greek scholars on here are gonna like cry after that and just be like wilson no <laughs> um so you're noticing if you if you notice verse 7 and verse 11 are exactly the same and so within hebrew literature you need to look for repetition you need to look for commonalities 
because often those commonalities or way things are worded are supposed to be associated with one another. Like just how I referred to how the nations are chaos, right? And uh, the kingdoms crumble. Where did we see crumble? We saw crumble with the mountains. And you think mountains are established. They're firm. They, they, will, they will never go. Well, that's how people usually think of their kingdoms. It, it's, it, will it will be lasting. There's a legacy in that. No, they can be destroyed. Chaos, again, is in the waters that these oh, these mountains will tremble. So now you're going back and forth and going, oh man, so like these other things that can be destroyed. Oh wait, God's the one that can control that with the voice of thunders, which you think of rain. You can have that flood narrative that's back in your head in um, Genesis uh, seven through uh, nine in the process of like remembering that God brought on the rain. So he's the one who can control the waters that are even chaotic. Um, but he's also the one who controls the foundations that is the earth. The earth melts. So it's kind of crazy. Sorry. So back to this. There's a sandwich. So if you like sandwiches, this is how a chiasm works. So there's matching top and bottom verses. So then you descale it down lower. Okay. So let's go to verse 8. Come and see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. Okay, let's, let's then hop down. What's the next thing that comes down here? Oh, I will be honored throughout the world. Okay, so God's showing he's got authority over what's going on, period. Come and see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. All right, so we got that so far. Verse 9, so like we'll call that, uh, sorry, the I will be honored throughout the world. We'll say that's uh, verse 10C because it's, we can break it down to segments and sentences. So 10C matches with 8. Then verse 9, he causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. So why, why are there bows? Why are there spears? Why are there shields? Usually that's a form of dominance, right? You have warfare that's going on within the world. You have something that pushes up against another nation, right? Like you, when you think of wars, you think of these two mega, um, mega nations or even smaller nations coming in and clashing. I'm always like picturing, I got, I got to throw it down, Narnia. Because, like, I love Narnia. I love the fights, scenes that are going on in there. Heck, you can even look at this and go 300. Like, the, the there's always a clashing. There's always a war. There's weapons. There's something that is standing up against that. So it's nation versus nation. And it says in verse 9, he causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. What does it say in verse 10b, so to speak? I'll be honored by every nation. So every, not not just the world. So like God's the one who sustains the physical world. Now it's talking about the, the world that humanity is running and decide, no, I'll be honored by every nation. So we're, we're going to the level of like narrowing down the, the view here versus just the global world. Now it's the, people's world and who's in authority who's in power and stuff like that 
But then this is where the chiasm, chiasm usually has a center point, just like that intersecting point. And chiasms were used to point out very important things. So it was creating that sandwich. It's just like how when you put in a sandwich, the meat is the most important part of the sandwich. I'm just going to say it. If you're a vegetarian, then maybe it's the eggplant in the sandwich. I don't know. Do you like do vegetarians eat eggplant sandwiches? I don't know. I'm assuming that. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, but it's like that's the juicy part that you really need to understand. The thing that you mushrooms mostly. Okay, there we go. So like mushrooms, like a good oh, like a shiitake mushroom. There, mm. Solomon. Thank you for the help. That was a good assist. This is the shiitake mushroom, the the beef patty in a burger. This is the thing that you are like, I'm amped for this. Like the rest is nice and it gives accent to this. And it's verse 10a. Be still and know that I am God. So we started off in here. God is our refuge and strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. So when David's writing this, he already knows where the road's going to go to. He already knows Superman, if that makes any sense. Like, it's going back to the Superman analogy. When you know Superman and you know Superman's around, you have, like, no worry. Like, especially when you're, you're facing difficulties that would seem impossible. When things seem like, how, how am I supposed to get past this? And this isn't like the cheesy kind of faith that I'm throwing at you. This is legitimate stuff that I've had to wrestle with. Because guys, I'll be honest with you. I have verse 1 memorized. I have verse 10a memorized. But I need to remember the context of them. I need to remember and come back to this, that when I say this prayer, when I say God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. And most of these Psalms were a prayer. They were something that David was holding on to and needing to be reminded time and time again in the trustworthiness of God. That when, when I'm saying this, I know who I'm talking about. That... Everything else can give way, just like in verse 2 and 3. Everything else. The things that I think are like the bedrock of my life could crumble. But God is my refuge and strength. Because what do we see? Verses 4 to 6. God is undestroyable. Whatever he lays down, whatever he decides, whatever he sets that. Nope. No touch zone. This is not going to be a problem this is the spot where you are safe and he it's going to happen nothing can tell him none of these nations that can go suck it and god goes all right you want to find out let's go like that that's the second part of verse six right god's voice thunders and the earth melts it's like the nations are in chaos the kingdoms crumble like there's no reliability in that and guys, I, I want to say this because we like to make mountains. 
we like to trust in our high grounds. We like to trust in our fortified kingdoms. If I, and honestly, and this is me going a little nerdy on this in a different platform, if I was in Lord of the Rings, I'd probably be a dwarf. As much as I would love to think I'd be like one of those cool elves that would like snipe people and stuff like that, I realize I'm a hardy dude. I'm, I'm a guy that is all about foundation, uh, pretty concrete thinking. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily bad, but also it can create a lot of problems when you're stubborn, as we found out from dwarves. And if you've checked out the Lord of the Rings uh, series, yeah, dwarves, dwarves be a little bit stubborn. <laughs> if you didn't catch that from Gimli, I'm just throwing it out there. But this is where we kind of rely on these mountains. Because mountains usually should be able to sustain against oceans or or weather extremes. They are the ones that hold strong. But if they can crumble, like, good grief, then what did you depend on? And that's the thing that we're reading here, is that where's your security at? Where's your peace at? Where's the thing that you rely on when the buck stops? When everything hits the fan, is the things that you are investing in going to be the thing that's going to carry you in the end? And I, again, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record in that, you know, Mike's throwing down, you need to depend on Jesus. Yeah, I, I am. Because scripturally, and I get that this is the Bible, it's, it's kind of uh, a biased approach because, you know, it's God writing about God. But we've talked about this in Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7. Yahweh, the God uh, of Israel, he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, filled with never-ending love, unending love, abounding in it, and faithfulness. God is our refuge and strength. Okay, so that's faithfulness. He is something that you can sit in, you can rely on, you can trust him. I love how, how God, more than often and not, shows up even when we don't. And that's a hard pill to swallow. That's a hard pill for this guy to swallow. Because I'll level with you. I like to think I, I am very reliable. <laughs> and some of you guys who, who have gamed with me know that timing-wise I'm not always reliable. Um, and at times I get distracted. But I do, my, my heart is to be reliable to the people that I say, if you need to chat with me, if you need invested time, if you need to work this out, you need prayer, you need... You need to hash out some stuff. I'm here. And I make it a priority. I try and be a reliable husband to my wife and be there when she needs help, when she needs to talk things through, when she needs figuring out some of the stuff too. Try and be a reliable dad so that when my kids need daddy-daughter time or daddy-son time, that they, they know that dad's going to follow through on it. That when dad says we're going to do a project together, we're going to do a project together. I'm not going to forget it just because I'm tired. I'm not going to forget it just because of this. 
But the problem with that, guys, is that it becomes then the mic show. I lose focus on, really, who am I supposed to be relying on? Be still and know that I am God. Because I'll tell you, when things hit the fan, and they've hit the fan different times in my life, different struggles that we've faced, I've tried to be that refuge and strength. And in some ways, that's a good thing. There needs to be reliability as a parent. But then where am I getting that? Where can I run to when I feel like I'm crumbling? Where can I go to when my, not so much my ego, but my heart to be everything for all people because I feel like I owe God for my life? Where do I get that? And that's where I need to remember God's that one who I can sit on. God is Superman. But he actually shows up all the time. He's not just a concept. And when he does, man, that just resolves it even more. Like, guys, there's... There's just something about that that... that I desperately want you guys to just have that click-in moment. But again, that's you and God. And maybe you've been hurt by God. I'll be I'll be honest and level with you. Maybe you've been hurt by God. Maybe you have called out for God's help. And you haven't seen it. Maybe you haven't... Maybe your earthquakes have really crumbled a lot of your mountains. And maybe you feel like you're a miss out in the ocean and there's nothing you can rely on hold on to that you're just out there that any form of safety security is out there and in all honesty i'm sorry for that if you've if you've been going through that and if you've been facing that and you've been facing that alone i'm genuinely sorry that you haven't felt like there's been a spot where you can get some footing underneath your feet that there's some restoration that can be happening, that there aren't calm waters that you can be able to catch a breath in. And so again, I offer my help. But I'm going to tell you right now, I can't solve all, all what's going on. In fact, that's not my job to solve all your problems. As much as I hate that, much as I hate that I can't solve or take away your problems like God can. Really, that's God. And really, this is the hard part of relationship with God is it's working on that trust. But this is something I want to say is that God is reliable. God is way more reliable than I am. And often when I get into my own problems, when there's issues that come up, when things happen, it's often because... I misplace that trust because I feel like I owe God. Why should he be my refuge and strength? He, I almost died several times as a kid from cancer, like way, way before even being like in kindergarten or anything. Like I was born with cancer. I could have died several times. I feel like I'm always indebted to God. And so I feel like I have to earn God 
show that God, I'm worthy of even just being alive, let alone can I trust and sit and, and rely on you? Because I know that I can. I wouldn't be here if I if he didn't follow through, if he didn't protect me, if he didn't help my family through that. And I know he's good. And he's shown up different ways financially, emotionally, mentally. God is so good. But he, he's got to drop sometimes this Messiah complex. And I know I got to drop the Messiah complex for me that, well, God, now I, now I need to show you that it was a life worth saving. No, God decided my life was worth saving because God decided it. It's not by any strength merit thing that I did. It's not any, some future thing that is going to happen. I'm not supposed to focus on that. What am I supposed to focus on? God is my refuge and strength. God is my refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. He's the one that I can run to. Again, a refuge is that safety space, that area where you can be able to catch that breath when everything is going wrong, when things don't seem to make sense, when things are going wrong. Because in that, you are to be still. Whoa. Be still is like, just like, Zero activity. Just like sit and know that I am God. I'm really, yeah, I'm curious. Curious to find. Know sometimes in the Bible, in the Old Testament, and you, I'm going to get into sexual stuff like that. So like in when you read in Genesis 4, when Adam knew Eve. That was an old translation, knew Eve. Um, that meant they were, you know, busy making a kid and stuff like that. Um, awkward moment. But the word know is a little, it's a little deeper than just intimacy. Um, to know in Hebrew was yada. So you may have heard the phrase yada, yada, yada. Um, it's Yiddish or, or, uh, Hebrew for, I know, I know, I know. It, it's kind of like, I, I know so well, like, come on. And so usually when someone, they go, oh, yada, 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 like, you know, you know, you know, they likely said this kind of stuff like that. We've turned it into a catchphrase. But in here, the yada, the yada would be to know God closely be still and know how do you know this no it's not just a simple knowledge it's a trusting it's sitting it's believing it's relying it's putting out that god says i can trust him so i'm going to trust him god has control over all things so i'm gonna i'm gonna sit in that i'm gonna know that not just in my head, but in what I do, how I talk, how I act, how I, how I do things. That's how I know that my God is the one who is able to bring destruction on the world. He is the one who's the ultimate authority. The world is his thing. The nations, they're at war. He, he can settle that in an instant. He's the one who can settle all things. 
And he will be honored by every nation. He will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of Heaven's armies. So this is then where you're getting the higher platform, the understanding that God is so much bigger than just petty nations that are fighting against each other. It's bigger than this global aspect of it. No, no. There's the spiritual bigger level that God is complete authority over all things, period. But he's here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. And again, that's a strong language. That's that's not like a wrestling in. That's a, we are strong. We, we don't have to worry. It's like a giant fortified wall. It's not something that you need to buckle or worry. This is something that will not give way. It's like Superman. You know when Superman shows up for the fight, if the person isn't strong enough, they're going to submit pretty quickly because of Superman. And that's how we kind of view with God. And of course, that's that's kind of how Superman's written, right? He's bigger than life. He's supremely powerful. He's he is immensely compassionate, though. His heart is to just save and take care of people. At least Psalm 46 could be a reflection of Superman in some ways. In some ways. But that's going on a whole other level. And so, guys, my level up challenge for you. How are you sitting in verses 1 and 10 here? 10a. Where are you sitting with that? And I'm not saying you just need to jump onto the train and automatically go, oh, yes, like God is immediately. No, 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 no. No. I can present these kind of things. I can share this with you guys. I can I can be real and honest and just go, hey, guys, this is this is where things are at biblically. And you can you can. You can work that out. And that's my challenge, is to work that out. When you read this, and I encourage you, read it on your own. If you've been taking notes, if you've been highlighting in your Bible like I've been telling you or like checking that out, how are you responding to this idea that God is your refuge and strength and is always ready to help in times of trouble? When you read that, do you find peace in that? Is that something you can go, yeah, no, I believe in that. I can hold on to that. I know that. Or you, as soon as you read that, you go, yeah, I don't know on that. Because there have been things I've been asking God for help on that God needed to protect me on that I've been feeling weak and I don't see that. I'm not I'm not giving I'm not giving solid answers here guys. I'm I'm not here to answer how that went. I'm not here to to fight or defend God, but I'm here to bring this vantage point that in light of this chapter and these verses God is saying he is reliable. He's more reliable than the things that we would typically find are reliable. He's more <laughs> He's more sustainable than the things that usually tear down the things that would sustain us or throw us into chaos. And maybe you need to wrestle with it, just like Jacob wrestled with, with God. 
maybe you need to be hitting that with God and go, God, I, I, I can't sit with this. Maybe you can't feel like you can be still and know that I'm God. Maybe you feel like, God, I, I still feel like I need, I need to take it all on. God, I, I don't trust you with this, so I, I need to wrestle with this. So then legitimately do that. Talk to God on it. Time and time again in Scripture, God is more than willing to meet you there too. It's kind of like a trust fall, Solomon saying. Are you willing to fall and trust God to catch you? Yeah. It's a, yeah, 100%. I joke it, me and my boss were just talking before uh, hopping onto the stream. And um, we talk about trusting God and finances. Because finances are always a big thing, right? Like, you know, finances are the harder thing to, to just take a leap and trust in and stuff like that. In the Bible, it talks about how um, we're called to tithe and all this kind of stuff. And this isn't a plug for you to like throw money or anything like that. This is, this is legitimately something that I've, I've seen and I, I've learned and, and worked on, but it talks about how we are to tithe and that we need to trust and give that, give the best, the top 10% of what we make to God. But then there's a challenge that God says Test me in this and see if I won't fill your, like, your your stockhouses with, with things that you need. Essentially, God going, yo, if you give me the 10%, go ahead. See if I'm going to sustain you. Like, if you're trusting and saying that I'm giving this to God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm going to trust that when I'm putting this out there God is going to carry me and I'm still going to do this even when things are tight. I'm going to tell you right now as a guy who has been through that tightness God is the one that has been faithful on that. That when I've tithed God has helped us through ridiculously thin times. Times where I've been nervous on how on earth things are going to go. He is that refuge and strength. It's me that gets in the way. And so when I worry about that, I need to actually do what verse 10 says. No, just don't. Don't worry. Yes, be smart, but don't worry. Know that I am God. If you are truly doing the challenge that I've given you, Mike, know that I am God. Know that I got your back. Know that something is going to work out. And it's not like light fairy. It's going to always happen in the middle of nowhere. But I will tell you, when we felt a need to tithe, for, well, to donate extra money toward a church building fund, and it it literally was going to take our grocery money. 50 bucks. It was the end of the month. And I'm this is when Coach and I just had Mark. <laughs> so I'm like, that's my family not getting food now. God but we feel like we need to do this. And that Sunday, I was still wrestling. Like, God, I need you to show up. Because I'm doing all that I can. And so we uh, we did. And then Coach is like, hey, um, 
I'm going to check out our church mailbox, see if there there might be a note from somebody or something like that. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Guys, what Coach came back with was an envelope unmarked. Unmarked with $450 worth of food vouchers and and things we needed. No other note. And I still don't know to this day who gave that. And I think that's good. But God is reliable. If you're willing to take the leap, if you're willing to trust, if you're willing to go, God, when I rubber meets the road, he is good. He's way better than what any other human can do. And thank goodness God even allows us to participate in some of that, where he calls us to sometimes do that, where he, he had someone go, you know, the Wilsons need this. I'm just asking you to, to give them something. I don't know if they had a surplus. I don't know if they were trusting in something. But God is good. He is faithful. He is that refuge. He is that strength. Sorry, I'm getting all teary-eyed. <laughs> Don't mind me. Um, guys, I'm so adamant on this because legitimately I've seen it. I know it. And I have to sometimes get out of my own way and trusting in it. But I'm asking you to trust in that. Put God up to task because he says he's up to the task. Because he is faithful. He is true. He is that refuge. He is that strength. And I keep on repeating that, but he is God. He is that fortress. He is that one that you can run to when crap is breaking down and he is there for you. He's there for you. Will you just take the little step? Little step and just going, yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to work on that. I'm going to trust in that. And if you need someone to help along with that, hi, I can tell you story after story after story after story. There's a reason why we have a book at our home that we actually write down some of these ridiculous things that happen. Just this week, we got an envelope with some money in it to just take care of some stuff that came up. And we didn't put an ask or anything like that. And the note just said, hey, just want to help you. Felt like needed to give this to you guys. I cannot say it enough, guys. God is way better than Superman. Because Superman can't be all of these spaces and all these things all at once. But God is, and he can do that. So are you willing to call him out in the middle, middle of the flood and the middle of the crumbling? That's your level up challenge. Reread it and ask yourself, are you seeing that? And if you're not, maybe you need to talk with God on why you're not seeing that or why you haven't been feeling that. Because that sounds like something you and God need to work out.
And that that's my level up. That's the level up talk. So I'm gonna pray now. Before I cry some more. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pray. God, I thank you that you are this refuge, you are this this place where we can run to, where we can have our peace, be whole. That even when we're not whole, we can come to you because you make us whole. You see us as we are. You see us in our broken stuff, our messed upness, our side that pushes against you and just God I just I I pray that we would be willing to just meet you and just say what it is even if we have to yell it at you God you are you're strong you are reliable you can take the hits you already taken the hits just to get to our hearts too God, would we be brave enough, willing enough to get that chalk, write out that Superman logo, and look up to the sky looking for your help. May we be bold enough that we don't have to always have it in our own strength, that we out figure out the situation. No, there are sometimes we, there are times we just need to trust in you. And actually, we should be sitting and relying on you more often. We should come to you more often. Help us in that, God. Help us to be honest when we talk to you this week and go, God. I I don't know if I can trust you with this. God, I don't know if I can really see you as my refuge, and my strength. That you're an ever-present help in times of trouble. I don't know if I can sit where I'm at and know that you are God. Know that you have control. Pray that we would just be open in that and we, we'd be willing to open up to you and trust and rely on you on that. Just be with us as we we peace out here and honestly work that conversation out with you. We ask this in your name. Amen. Well, guys, that's uh, that's sort of my impromptu uh, level up talk. I've done this talk before, but it hits differently each time. And for some reason, this this hit. It's really hit for me today that I need to need to just share this. So if you know someone who needs this, please share with it. We're gonna have the podcast up next week for it. Uh, they can if they like to listen or if they like to watch on Twitch here, uh, they can do that too. We 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 have these things for that. I'm here for for you guys and just being able to share this so I, I I really need to say thank you guys for giving me a spot in your Friday afternoons 
to be able to just share some insights that I've been seeing or some parts that I've been reading and how it connects to faith. And of course, you know, connects to, to nerdum too. Um, yeah, just... Thank you. Thank you that you guys are willing to hear and work with Wilson blathering on because Wilson does a lot of this. And even Jedi, Jedi were uh, talking about that last night. I do a lot of this. <laughs> but I like to think sometimes there's something that might land or help or encourage or support. That's why I play the support, right? I, I, I'm here to get your backs and to help you guys and support you guys. Um, but know that there's someone who's a way better support, way better defender, someone who's way better DPS. Now I'm thinking Overwatch because I know the crew's playing Overwatch right now. I, I can guarantee it. Um, but thank you for letting me to talk. Uh, I, I hope and pray that you guys have an awesome weekend and throughout the week next week. I hope and pray that you take this challenge, uh, that, thanks Solomon, I appreciate that you're pray praying for my parents, they, they've been really needing it, they've been doing better, but they still need some prayer, um, and again, if you want a community that's here, that's got your back, that's a support, you can jump on our Discord, we, we got your back, we're a family, I really think we are. Um, you've got lots of stuff to, to have on your plate to do. If you feel like you got nothing to do on Tuesday nights or Thursday nights, we got stuff for you. Um, but <laughs> thanks Solomon. We got your back. Love you guys. Hope you have an awesome, awesome weekend. Hey there. If you are a fan of the content that has been brought to you in this episode, you'll definitely want to check out our social media connections. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. Just go to at GWNerds and you'll be able to find all the stuff that we've been doing lately and all the fun stuff that we get to be a part of. But if you want an even deeper dive, you should join our Discord community. And you can do that by going to discord.io slash GWNerdsUnite and be a part of what we're doing. Interact with us, chat with us on live uh, for our video game nights, for our Bible study nights, or even just to connect with fellow gamers, nerds, and what interests you. And if we want to take it even a step further, if you've got some ideas of, you know, what would be cool topics to bring up uh, down the road or have some questions on how your nerdum might connect to faith, we'd love to have your input there on our Discord channel too to be able to create the content for you guys because this is what we're here for, to invest in nerds, to grow and level up together, but being able to grow in our faith and level up too. So. Thank you again for listening. Hope you are having a wonderful day.